0: you're listening to Megiddo Radio, Megiddo Radio is a radio ministry of Megiddo Media. For more, visit our website at megiddoradio.com. That's megiddoradio.com. Good evening, everybody. This is Paul Flynn with Megiddo Radio for Tuesday, the 16th of November, 2018. 21. Thank you all for tuning in. Everything's going great today. There's been no problems so far and no tech issues. That's so wonderful, uh, by God's grace. And uh, it seems to have... um, If you are wondering how you can listen to this program live, because if you're watching this video, which is going to be on YouTube later on, because it's dealing with a, a very, well, very important issue and an issue that's very much exploded an avalanche of stories lately that's the trans ideology movement or whatever you want to call it but it's really just an outgrowth of the lgbt movement um you know there's people within there's people within the lgbt movement even that are uncomfortable with the t part of it or at least the extreme part of the t part or else the what well, they would see as the extreme part of the tea par but we'll get into that later on. So, um, yeah, it's... A lot is changing. A lot is going on. And uh, hopefully, by God's grace, we can go through a month of news stories that have happened over the last month. Things that I've... I don't cover every single big story from the transgender movement, I tend to focus on the the historical side of it, I, and I tend to look back to, to Kinsey, nineteen forty eight, Sexuality in Human Male, and nineteen fifty three, Sexuality in Human Female, which launched the sexual revolution. A lot of from a historical point of view, the the Judith Reisman research. Judith Reisman herself isn't a Christian, so. Um, we've got to be careful how we approach it as well. We've got to make sure we approach it from a biblical worldview. But at the same time, um, movements come and go, organizations that promote this kind of thing come and go. Um, there's, that's why I'm reluctant to cover every single story because before you know it, you know, at the moment in, in, in the UK and Ireland, there's Northern Ireland, there's stories about, Stonewall and there's been a recent investigative journalism that's been done by two journalists up here in Northern Ireland and they have done a podcast, the podcast you can find on BBC, I think it's BBC Podcasts or Sounds, I was listening to it, I was listening to it yesterday and this morning, which has basically shone a light on the a lot of problems within Stonewall, which is a lobby group in the UK, I, I it, it has roots that go back to New York, but there's a at least there's a UK branch that's been highly influential. Here in the UK, in Wales, in Scotland, and in Northern Ireland, uh, for those of you not aware, there's, there's a government in Northern Ireland, there's a government in Scotland, there's a government in Wales. Um, yes, centrally enough, at, at times governed from London but w- there's a lot more things that are devolved and done more locally in Stormont in Northern Ireland so um, that might confuse people. I Yes there's a sense of which yes we are ruled from London but at the same time there's a sense of which a lot of the, a fair degree of the decisions are made locally. Uh, before we get into our topic, dealing with the transgender issue, let's read a section of scripture relating to, which will hopefully anchor our discussion as we go through this. Um, also, radio at gmail.com. If you want to ask any questions during the program, uh, radio at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to just, right now, I forgot to do it. To have that open in front of me so that if you do ask the question during the live program, which is on 6 p.m., 6 p.m., Tuesdays and Thursdays, usually for about an hour, and if you ask questions, Lord, Lord willing, during that time, I will do my best to answer those questions probably during the program. So. Um, so feel free to fire away emails or, you know, it can be after the program. It doesn't necessarily have to be during the program. But during the program is usually when I have that email account open. And that's usually when I check the email account. Now, um, we're going to, before we look at a lot of the news stories, and there's a, a lot of them there. So we're going to try and um, keep moving there. We're going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verses 24 to 31 Genesis chapter 1 verses 24 to 31 and in that section of scripture we're looking at the sixth the day when man is created so Genesis chapter 1 we're going to read God's holy and infallible words so that we are grounded in scripture that that is the light of which we come to which we ought to come to our conclusions to help to guide us in all these things so uh, and before we do so, we'll ask the Lord for his guidance and prayer. Heavenly Father, our King, our mighty Redeemer, we, we are so much in need of your help these days, O Lord. These days are, are filled with darkness and, and spiritual blindness, O Lord. But we pray, O Lord, that you would open our eyes to that which is true, that which is pleasing before you in your sight, O Lord. Bless us as we read your precious, holy, and infallible word. Bless those listening live. Bless those who will listen to the program later. And we pray, O Lord, that all these things will be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Genesis chapter 1, verse 24. We're going to read down to the end of the chapter. We're also going to read a section of Genesis chapter 2 as well. Genesis chapter 1 verse 24 Then God said, "Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing according ca- cattle and creeping thing, beast of the earth, each according to its kind." And it was so. And God made the beast of the, f- the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, and also to every beast of the the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So then moving down the next section of scripture, just going to read before we get into our main stories. From verses four to seven, we're also going to look at as well, which is kind of another account, it's the same thing, it's still speaking about uh, man being created by God, uh, but very much focusing in on that one aspect of that creation week. So from Genesis chapter 2 verses 4 to 7, let us hear God's word. This is the history of the heavens and the earth. They were created in the day that the Lord had made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was on the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. And may the Lord bless his word. So just to ground us again, uh, we, you know, there was a thing we started in the opening parts of the programs before doing the psalms, and every now and again we will do a psalm, um, but I think it, it, it's probably more helpful to have a, 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 a part of Scripture that grounds us in the truth and what we should believe, that and what we should know, and what we what has been revealed in nature as well, that God created man in his own image, and he created the two genders male and female and and that's really what's under attack the image of god the created order and the there's an attempt on to eradicate more and more any f- fingerprint of god's work of course that's not possible but every attempt to suppress the truth and unrighteousness. This is what is going on in our society right now with ever-increasing pace. The heavens declare the glory of God again. They will not be successful. There is no way that they can be possibly successful. The Lord will be victorious at the end of time. He will renew this earth. He will bring in a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. But in the meantime, we cannot use that as a reason to sit back and just be comfortable we've got to be faithful that God's name would be glorified and that's lord willing what we will do in this program by God's grace and hopefully this will be a help it will be a help to you many of the stories that we're going to be looking at this evening have come from the Christian Institute and many of the reporting uh, we were I myself are really grateful for the reporting that they have done on this particular issue it takes up a lot of time to track up this thing up these things and to to look there's so much coming out some of the stories of the 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 trans lobbies the various groups the LGBT groups that are influencing various aspects of society be it the police be it um education be it government it, Stuff that has happened years ago, maybe back in 2014 or whatever, a lot of it is coming out now. And a lot of these stories, pretty much all of these stories that I have in front of me, this big thick wad of paper that I've been going through most of the day, uh, a lot of the day, and checking up a number of things, has come from the last month. This first story from the 19th of October, again from the Christian Institute Stonewall's institutional capture exposed so this is in regards to a an investigative report a podcast that was released on bbc i think it's bbc podcasts um two bbc journalists uh who are based in northern ireland stephen nolan and david thompson have done this work um i've only listened to a few of the podcasts so far there's i think there's about 10 of them in total and this group Stonewall is incredibly influential. It is, a, it is a lobby group. It is an LGBT lobby group. It is very aggressive in their lobbying. And not only that, money has been received from Stonewall, this um, ideologically driven in a certain direction we, we, we that we just mentioned, is getting money from the BBC. Now, where the controversy comes in here, uh, I suppose many of the Many people around the world have heard of the BBC, but the BBC, in in theory, is meant to be unbiased. <laughs> in practice, it's the furthest thing from it. And it is objectively, by any legitimate and sane standard, a woke and extremely leftist organization. However, there has been some pushback... And because of some of the pushback from, it seems, from the Nolan investigation, that podcast that is on on the BBC, um, and and Nolan, uh, Stephen Nolan and Dave Thompson, Nolan's gotten a lot of pushback, um, mentions about his safety and other things like that, um, for daring to look into this topic, daring to report a group that wants to deny reality, deny that male and female that there's two genders, and you, to look into an organization that wants to say you can just be whatever you want to be, if you feel this way, if you, you know, whatever spectrum or of all these made-up genders that there are, if you dare challenge that orthodoxy, you're putting your career on the line. Most majority of people, of course, know that this is ridiculous, and there's only really a minority of the population, be it a significant minority or whatever the minority of the population is that believes this nonsense. And there's an even smaller minority that has the mental problems and the, the mental health problems and whatever problems you want to put it down to that are convinced of this, that have the psychological problems of that are brought on by transgender ideology akin to the person who thinks they are another species or another age there was a, I'm not just being facetious here, there was a case I think it was in Norway that there was a man in his mid-50s who believed that he was a six-year-old girl, left his family the whole lot, this is a real story from a couple of years ago and if you can decide by virtue of how you feel what your gender is your sex, exactly the same thing, then why not decide that you're a child? And you don't think that that's not going to... I mean, anybody who thinks that that is not going to be exploited is incredibly naive and just denying the facts. At this point, every single person that any any with any legitimate discernment has pointed out the dangers of this ideology in the bathrooms, in the abuse cases. There's a there's a case in the United States. Ben Shapiro was covering in a, his podcast a few, year, uh, few years like a few weeks ago. Um, a case in the state of Virginia. It's an it's an alleged assault in in a bathroom, um, and the schools just pretend it doesn't happen, but. People who have not been on an IV drip of the woke ideology have seen the dangers at least to women and to the protection of women and that the fact that predators would use this. Now, you open the door to this, you open the door to worse horrors, and that's bad enough as it is, but people will be able to decide their own age, their own... Species or whatever. Why not? Because if you can decide your own gender by how you feel, why can't you decide that you're anything else? Why can't you put on your passport you're really from Krypton or whatever? Sounds ridiculous, but. This stuff, coming out in the media at the moment, and this stuff being pumped out and being promoted by radical groups such as Stonewall, and other groups as well, would have seemed ridiculous but five years ago. And really the time for sticking our heads in the sand has to end, and it has to end now. And we're not going to recover the ground by the People's Republic of Nice. We're going to have to be bold. Yes, kind and loving. But the kind and loving model of Christ, where we are patient and tenderhearted, is not what modern evangelicalism purports it to be. We have got to stop retreating. There are wonderful recent examples. I can think of one wonderful example that happened in Northern Ireland of somebody who was a family that were loving. They were they they carried themselves impeccably before the media and everything else. They weren't trying to just defend themselves. They were standing up for something far more important than themselves, and that was the Ashers Bakery case, which finally thankfully ended three years ago Daniel MacArthur and his family and they, that was a wonderful example go to the Christian Institute look up the Asher's Bakery case if you've never heard of that just look at the media cases look at how they carried themselves in front of the media it's a model for anybody going through it's incredibly difficult what they went through I don't think unless you've gone through it you're not going to know how difficult it is you don't have to be obnoxious or anything, but we've got to stop surrendering to this radical ideology. Anyway, back to our story from the Christian Institute. This is from the 19th of October. From the 19th of October, um, again, it could have went back further, but the the program would have had to been several hours long to cover all these stories. An 18-month investigation done by Stephen Nolan and David Thompson. And by the way, Stephen Nolan is the furthest thing from being sympathetic towards Christianity. I have listened to his program a few times, and yeah, (laughs) he's not in any way biased or pro towards Christianity. Anything I have ever heard from him has been antagonistic towards Christian worldviews, and even towards very, very liberal points of view, which has shocked me that he would have the... And I'm thankful that he'd have the journalistic integrity that many of his colleagues simply don't have anymore to look into this, to do journalism. It's shocking. A journalist to do journalism is shocking these days. But I, I commend him for that and I commend David Thompson for this. I, I'm really thankful that they have done this. Shocked, but extremely thankful. Uh, thankful for the Lord to lead them in this direction and hopefully. Many people in the media will see the destruction of this rebellion against God, and hopefully will come to know Christ themselves. But again, these I don't know much about David Thompson, who he generally works with, but I know for a fact they're not pro-Christian or anything else like that, but they've been disturbed by the direction of Stonewall and other trans lobbies and other things like this. But they've been focused on Stonewall, 18-month investigation, actually doing journalism, which is becoming more and more scarce. And they uncovered a widespread influence of the LGBT lobby group on national governments and institutions through a series of freedom of information requests. This is according to the Christian Institute. Um, the, The duo sent freedom of information requests to various public bodies asking for details of their involvement in Stonewall's diversity champions programs and its workplace equality index. and. It's almost like um, the, the the simple way I would describe it is this: the this Stonewall's Diversity Champions Program and Workplace Quality Index, uh, liken it to like a a league table of wokeness, I suppose, and they get... And everybody wants to be woke. The The corporations want to be woke. The, 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 the politicians want to be woke. They won't necessarily say it out loud, but everybody to be cool has to be on the side of the oppressed and is buying into, sadly, a somewhat Marxist oppressor versus oppressed view of the world. Everybody has to be... You're either the victim or you're the victimizer. There's no middle ground. Right? And it, And you have to be... If you're not the, the victim, then you have to co- you have to join in coalition with the victims in order to fight against the oppressor and or else you're part of the problem, you're part of the system, you're part of whatever. Um, and this has fueled the BLM, Black Lives Matter movement. This has fueled many different movements over the last how long? Probably, you know, it's been growing for a while, but especially over the last 10 years. But this diversity champions and equity, uh, workplace equity index is basically like, who is the wokest of the woke? Who is the intersectional champions? Uh, Who is the greatest virtue signers? And who is the most fantastic people? And they will pay money for this privilege. Uh, Public bodies paid uh, upwards of 2500 Plus VAT to subscribe to the lobby scheme towards employers to promote LGBT ideology inside and outside of the workplace. Inside and outside of the workplace. And, uh, and, and to really improve, you know, that the, the, they feel like it's inclusive in the workplace. Um, and you can imagine what that looks like. Uh, one of the places where they have been influential is getting the Scottish government to ditch the word mother. You heard me right. They've actually ditched the word mother from its maternity leave policies after being advised to do so by Stonewall. Again, Stonewall gets public money. Stonewall is a lobby group. Stonewall is an ideologically driven lobby group which with massive influence, and it is receiving money from public bodies paying it thousands to lead it in an ideology that is fundamentally anti-christian and by any metric anti-scientific. And it, it, if this isn't the rotting of the, the core of any semblance of Western civilization, Western values, or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what is. This is crumbling. A society cannot survive this, ethically, morally, or anything else. It, the the and it's it it's like a pandemic lately of of cowardice, of fear, of fear what other people think of you. So the Scottish government now uses only gender-neutral equivalents based off of the influence of Stonewall. Um, And they have had influence from the UK government, Welsh government, Scottish government, and they have some influence in Northern Ireland as well. Another story. So that first story was, just to give you an idea of the timeline, 19th of October. This is from the 27th of October. Last, this is just recently. This is in the last few weeks. An absolute avalanche of stories. BBC presenter warned reporting on Stonewall could affect his career and safety. So Stephen Nolan and David Thompson, for their trouble of doing journalism as journalists, have been warned by many to not put themselves in the fiery line by daring to point out that black is black and white is white. But this was always part of the LGBT agenda. It always was. Redefining or having absolutely no standards. When you go, if you go back, right back to Alfred Kinsey and and who is the father of the sexual revolution, influencing Hugh Hefner with Playboy magazine. Hefner was like the the pamphleteer of the sexual revolution and all things like went on. If you go back to the very beginning. it all was a package. Whether it be the pedophile liberation movement, and you heard me right, yes, pedophilia was something that was being promoted by the sexual revolution back in the 50s. The point of it was, for it was a movement of perverts. You see, th- these are not just messed up, you know, confused individuals. Yeah, some people, sincere people can be sucked into it and influenced by it and we try to help them and some, and we're all sinners and we'll all fall short of the glory of God. Absolutely. However, at the same time, this was a movement of perverts based on, uh, research based on sexual deviance found in, mainly in prisons. And the the fringes of society this is what kinsey's research which went on to to influence the model penal code being changed in the 1950s in the united states and went on to be very influential in the legal systems around the world leading to the the legalization of homosexuality and other things like that now many people journalists and all that well they're happy for the legalization of homosexuality and all that kind of thing but it's now it's going, whoa, 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 Because the final crumbling of, of the foundations is happening. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are gone in the building, the building collapses. Now you yes, Western civilization, the West, Western nations, they've been crumbling for some time. Morally, ethically, spiritually. But now is our things no society, no civilization can survive. How? When you have a a case where you can decide your own reality. When you have a, a time when you can form your you can speak what you believe into existence. You are saying, by this ideology, I am God. You're you're denying the, the creator's handiwork. And you yourself are saying, no, 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 no. I form my own reality from what's in my head. It is, at its core, at its foundation, a hatred of God. It is the most virulent strongest form when you reject the created order. And this is just one of many ways of manifesting, along with idolatry and other things like that, that our society in the West hates God, and it's growing in its hardness against God. But Stephen Nolan who doesn't claim any Christianity from what I understand about him, did this 18-month investigation. He said this, I have been broadcasting in Northern Ireland for 25 years with all the bullets and bombs, and I've had death threats. But he has, quote, never had the volume of people warning me off, quote, an, an issue. He added, there's a fear factor of even talking about it. That's not acceptable or healthy. Debating a subject should not affect your career. And let's face it, there's a lot of things you can't debate anymore. You can't even discuss. And we're also equally as dogmatic, but other things we shouldn't be dogmatic about. You know, one thing is COVID. We shouldn't be dogmatic about that either. The science is not settled, but I digress. Public bodies paid um, in this article also points out. Um, back then on the 27th of October, as of the 22nd of October, BBC spokesman stated to the, I don't know if it was this directly to the Christian Institute. Anyway, BBC spokesman stated at that point, we do not take legal advice from Stonewall and we do not subscribe to Stonewall's campaigning. Later, they the BBC um left the Diversity Champions Programme. So, um, and even Stonewall themselves, as of, as of the 10th of November, put out a statement, it is a shame that the BBC has decided not to renew their membership of our Diversity Champions program, but as with all membership programs, organizations come and go, depending on what's best for their inclusion journey at the time. We will continue to engage with the BBC on a number of fronts to champion support, support for LGBT+, plus lgbtq plus um, colleagues and to, uh, to to represent our communities through their reporting so it doesn't sound like the relationship has ended it just sounds like one one campaign is over and possibly other ones will continue in some way shape or form uh, they're certainly not going to give up and <laughs> I tell you could you imagine what would happen in a church if the church had, the same level of evangelism of the lost that the the LGBT or Stonewall or any of these groups has for their evangelism of the people who don't agree with them. Hmm. And I'm not saying we should engage in their behavior. Absolutely not. However, the zeal of the devil's kingdom often, you know, puts our own lack of zeal to shame at times. We should be far more zealous for our own God, our own King, because He is greater than... But ultimately, they're serving themselves. As of the 28th of October, this is the 28th of October, this seems to be on a a daily basis, but again, from the Christian Institute, 28th of October, 2021, Margaret Atwood accused of transphobia over the word woman. And by the way, this woman, um, Margaret Atwood, who's accused of being transphobic because she was concerned of the, quote, erasure of women. And um, she previously claimed, by the way, and this didn't save her from being criticized, that there are more than two genders. Obviously, it doesn't need to be pointed out. That's obviously nonsense. But she believes that, she claimed that there's more than two genders, but it didn't make her immune from the backlash. Atwood, um. And a number of other feminists see the dangers of their own cause. And what's interesting now, you see it in the left. There's a bit of a there's the extreme left fighting against the this the old school left from about 20 years ago. I'm not advising people watch Bill Maher, I can't remember the name of his program, he's that guy who did Religious, the documentary years ago, it was very blasphemous. I saw it as a non-Christian before I was converted, I even thought it was a bit lame back then to be honest, but he, he's a hardcore atheist, and but I even find that he is getting uncomfortable with much of the the woke direction of much in politics and schools, critical race theory being taught in schools and other things like that. Um, And you think it doesn't tie in, it does. It ties into a world that is annoyed with its lot in life and feels that it deserves more. And it has rejected any thought of, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And that is why we live in a fallen world that doesn't have perfect justice. It's it's the utopian ideologues who want to see perfection here and now are the most annoyed, most angry. I was, I can't remember, I was watching a program or something and it was a clip from some program, don't know what the program was, but I remember in the program there was what was it, it was some something to do with education? It's like education shouldn't be about teach your kids about um what is wrong with the world, it should be teaching you how the world should be. Um, which sounds like a wonderful bumper sticker or something like that. But they want to create heaven here and now. They want to it is very, very utopian. And as Christians, we've got to be careful that we don't buy into it. It would be f- foolish and naive to think that Christians aren't buying into it. We are influenced by our surroundings. We are influenced by the media. And we've got to make sure that we are consuming far more of the Word of God than we are the media and our Twitter feed and our Facebook feed and whatever else like that. When was it six months ago whenever I got rid of my Twitter feed? Because, you know, I, I think it was affecting me. And you know things can be blown out of proportion. I don't think that you should stick your head in the sand and not be aware of what's going on. I'm not claiming that at all. I, I don't think that's healthy either. But there's a healthy balance. Be somewhat aware it's going on in the world. But there's an absolute avalanche of these stories coming in. More and more people who um, are being quote unquote, quote, according to a journalist here, quoted here, Dimano, in the the Toronto Star the more and more people are tongue-tied lest they be attacked as transphobic or otherwise insensitive financial this is the 29th of October so so far we've done dealt with a few days the end of October 28th of October 29th of October now finally I'm gonna try and get through these things quickly you can look this up on the Christian Institute that's christian.org.uk I think is the website of the Christian Institute I'll just see if I can Make sure, yeah, Christian.org.uk, and uh, you can find out more about uh, the work that the Christian Institute does. There's news reports, there are bulletins, and um, there's also legal cases that they take, such as the Asher's Bakery case. Um, And if you don't know about the Asher's Bakery case, I would encourage you to look at the video that they recently put out, Asher's three years on, to see the work that they are involved in. Now, Let's look at uh, this story from the 29th of October, 2021. Financial Services Regulator endorses radical gender ideology. Uh, Big businesses may soon be required to report the self-declared gender of senior staff rather than the biological sex. If proposals by the Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA, are approved. So, um, I think this was also and this is a financial regulator, right, which has obviously got influence over many large businesses because they have to submit to the, the regulation of them, subscribes to Stonewall's controversial uh, diversity champions program and is ranked among the top 100 employers in the LGBT lobby groups, Workplace Equality Index. So um, this is going to massively impact you potentially in the future if Stonewall get their way and um, big businesses may soon have to require to report their self-declared gender and you won't be able to use certain pronouns and all sorts of other fun things that happen when everybody wants to be nice to people who want to redefine reality. We can't budge an inch. Now if you're sharing the gospel with somebody, who clearly has psychological problems. I'm not talking about the narcissistic attention seeker. And sometimes you'll have to pray about it and have discernment about it and have wisdom about it. If in doubt, give the benefit of the doubt, of course. But if they are the person who is very, very fragile, very, very psychologically fragile and everything else, and for the sake of Continuing on the conversation, could use their legally changed name. It depends on the person. If, if I've known the person since I was a kid and all that, I'm not going to buy into that. Or avoid using their name. Don't give in to the... Do not give in one inch when it comes to pronouns. Um, the reason I say that is because you can, you can, and you've always been able to for a long time, been legally able to change your name. But I would take that on a case-by-case basis. and But they have to see that they're sinners, first and foremost, and that's their core problem. They can reject this ideology and see that they are the way that their creator has made them, but still lost. So... And as Christians, that can't be what we're aiming to do. It can't just be about winning the culture war. It's got to be more important than that. It's got to be that that person would trust in Jesus Christ. So this influence of Stonewall is having an influence on financial regulators, the financial conduct authorities. So you can look at more of that at christian.org.uk, which is the Christian Institute's website. Uh, a story that has emerged over the last few weeks that I've become aware of some of the things I've been listening to gender critical professor this is the uh, professor Kathleen stock Sh- she is a, a feminist who was who dared to critique or to disagree with radical trans ideology and I don't know how Okay, from the point of view of feminists, they'll see this as dangerous to their own cause because they'll think of women's rights and all this kind of thing. Okay, and of course, there that that's what happens when you have a multiplicity. You have a different, you're changing of ideology, you th- changing ultimately of theology, but you have. Rules that change, morals that change, ethics that change in society, norms that change, language that changes, um, and all sorts of things like that. But she's had to resign, from her position at Sussex University. Now, when I came across this story weeks ago, I think it was like was it early October, I heard about it first, mid-October. And then by the time I actually looked into it or anything else, she'd already had to resign. You know, her life had been made a nightmare. And being pressured into with with activists erecting banners, calling for the, the, the university to fire her. Um, the university somewhat supported her, but probably not as much as they should have, but whatever the case may be. Um, she said it was a horrible time for me and my family. So and other people commented on how it's a sad day for freedom of speech. Um, a lot of the times, there is no. If, you, if there's any pushback today on any groups, wherever you go, generally speaking, there's no resistance. So, whoever is the biggest bully, whoever is the most pushy person, and that's usually a significant minority, usually gets their way. You know, you're not going to put out a referendum and 80% of the people want radical trans ideology, or 80 or 90%, or anything It's probably maybe 10-20% maximum they might be able to influence some younger more naive people in in university who want to change the world in their own image but apart from that the vast majority of people just you know they just want to go home to their families enjoy their lives and not be bothered the danger is, as Christians, we can also get into that pattern. They want to go to church, go home, not have any opposition, not have any difficulty. Go to work, go home, no, have no problems. Yes, they want to go to heaven, but the challenge is, no, 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 I, I don't want that. And that's much of Western Christianity. And I don't think we realize how much, how, how much comfort, how much we run away from any sniff of conflict. Now, it's not that we court controversy. We shouldn't do that. And try to be at peace with all men as much as possible, as, as, as much as it lies within you. But let us not run away with the first challenge. So anyway, um Kathleen Stock has had to resign. She's done a couple of interviews since then. She's done excuse me, um an interview with Unheard. And she's done an interview with one or two other groups as well. I've seen um this goes back uh, this is um just a bit of a flashback to the original pressure that was put on Kathleen Stock. Um pro-transgender activists this is the Telegraph reporting on this pro-transgender activists tried to bully university into sacking professor who questioned their views I don't know why I don't know why the Telegraph put bully in quotation marks but um uh, I think they're just saying it's allegedly bullying but it clearly is it, it, it's 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 intimidation it's pressure It's cancel culture, or whatever you want to call it. And (laughs) the thing is, much of the left are only really worried about it when it affects them. Then they say, oh, it's gone too far. Why? Because it affects my views. Um, Students erect posters around campus which call for the dismissal of Professor Kathleen Stock, claiming she is guilty of transphobia. Now, I'm trying to remember... Yeah, yeah, she said this. um, Many trans women are still males and i don't know the totality of her views but she she very much challenged the dogmatism that you could just change it on a whim whether or not she believes that it's just somebody to um Yeah, she sees the difference between identifying as a woman and being born as a woman. There's there's various different views. There's but there's the the view that's being pushed, which has made certain people on the left un- uneasy. Is that you can just decide and you don't have to do any of the surgery? Obviously, it's an abomination. Obviously, this is horrible. Obviously, and by the way, we should have sympathy and empathy towards those people who are suffering from this. Basically, a form of body dysmorphia. Um, in the same way, a person might have—I don't know if it's an—I'm ex- not an expert on this kind of stuff, but you know, if somebody's anorexic or suffering from bulimia or eating disorders because of the way they view their body, my own kind of taking it, this is kind of um, a distorted view of the way they view their body or whatever. Um, yeah, we sympathize with those people, but. You don't say to the to the to the thin person, the person who's just radically emaciated away because they haven't been eating. You know the anorexic person, and and, and the anorexic person thinks they're fat. Um, you don't just kind of go, "Yep, you're a fat person." Well, that clearly doesn't help them. <laughs> um, denying of reality is not going to help them. Now, the key to the issue is often not. There can be a number of different problems. There can be abuse in the background and all that kind of stuff. But there's a, there's a loathing of, the you could say the handiwork of God. And it is at its core, regardless of what has gone in the past, a hatred and rejection of God. But this is where this safe and inclusive, this this all-embracing ideology where we're including everybody no you're not it is the most bigoted totalitarian vicious ideology well I suppose there's other other ideologies i'm like compete with it but at its core the lgbt movement has even made some people who identify as homosexual and everything else like that who engage in those um, sinful behaviors I don't even I don't even in a lot of ways I don't even like the term homosexual because of you know it, it kind of buys into this whole fact that people are just born that way or whatever. Um, really you have people who engage in we wouldn't do that with people engage bestiality. Well, I suppose we do, we're we starting to do it more with, um, with predators and stuff like that, but I wonder how helpful that is. There are people who engage in sinful behavior, and there's a need to repent of that sinful behavior. Now, so that's f- a flashback to the 7th of October. 7th of October, and then by, oh, three weeks later, she was gone. That's the speed and the avalanche. And many are using the ramped-up fear of, of this virus where we've probably reached herd immunity in most countries around the world. Western countries, at least. That fear, that level of hysteria has fed into the the ramping up of the environmentalist doomsday cult. It has fed into the LGBT movement as well. And the Christian church, we need to be different. We are different. We are in Christ Jesus. We, We are not to live as those who are without hope. Tory MP, this is from the 1st of November. Trans ideology threatens to erode the very concept of women. So this is something pointed out by Miriam Cates, who is an MP who wrote in The Telegraph uh, that the the denial of biological sex actually poses a serious risk to women's rights and women's safety. So it's becoming more something that is actually being discussed on in Westminster. So that is good, at least that, um, and more and more people becoming more and more disturbed by the direction, the very logical and inevitable direction of the LGBT movement. The, The movement of Harry Hay, the sexual revolution in the 1950s. The movement of Kinsey, the movement of Hugh Hefner. There's no standards. Anything goes. And now it's come to the point of... After all that women have gained, and now it's going to be surrendered to whoever is the top of the League of the Woke intersectionality pyramid or whatever you want to call it whoever is the greatest victim and women are no longer especially not white women are no longer seen as the greatest victims anymore um actually quite frankly there have been and who knows who is you know when whenever trans people if they you know if if, if you call them people you basically uh, you know mixture from anything from deep psychological problems and rebellion against God all the way out to severe narcissism and attention-seeking. Much of the rise of many, many people claiming to be non-binary and yes kind of nonsense is young people on on TikTok uh, looking for attention. Is this all of them? No, I don't think it's all of them. But a large amount of them, it is utter narcissism being told they can do whatever they want, being spoiled by their parents, and then yet another attempt for them for a while to seek attention. So an MP daring to bring up Tory MP in, in the House Commons, daring to bring up the fact that women are women and men are men. Amazing in this day and age that this even has to be covered. U.S. to roll out, this is from the 3rd of November, uh, again, the Christian Institute reporting on this, U.S. to roll out passports with third gender category, and just to summarize this, because, uh, I just <laughs> don't have the patience to go through this article. Anyway, it's basically this that there's male and female, of course and then they say you can mark X to say that you're neither okay well yeah the direction of the the Biden administration health department latest exit controversial uh, Stonewall scheme so. There's been a pushback, and gladly, that there's some people exiting Stonewall schemes. But you just wonder, right? They leave one thing that's gotten a lot of heat and pushback. But there's not really been any change in the ideology of the groups, of of the public bodies and all that in, in regards to these things. So, it may be, it's probably going to be another scheme that we won't find out about for another 5-10 years that they'll join up with. Or, yada, yada, yada you know what i mean there's probably other things going we don't know all that's going but we do know the the, the pro lgbt direction of the, the police in the uk and northern ireland we know the direction of the the nhs that's our health service in the in the united kingdom it's the same in 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 the south and republic of ireland much the same issues of their promotion and standing side by side with political movements that promote sodomy and crimes against nature, things that not too long ago, going back what the eighties, were legal. Now the police stand side by side in in rallies and other things like that in in pride. Re- marches and other things like that. The The moral and ethical decline is seen in various professions that were once seen as a kind of a calling, a very, very serious profession to enter into. Now a lot of people enter into these professions to change them. Because the old ways are wrong. we just got to burn them all down start afresh. Because everything in the past was sexist, homophobic, blah, 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 blah. On, on, on. And this is the problem with the Marxist worldview. There's no kind of, okay, you know, the UK, America, and other things, they've done some bad things in the past. Like any nation on the earth, by the way, okay? And they are things that should be changed or whatever, To you know, for to be brought into conformity, mainly as a Christian, we should be thinking about the conformity to the law of God. That should be our main focus. But, we have a situation where There's a desire to change the world. It's all utopian nonsense. And in that attempt to change the world, you're either oppressed or oppressor. In so many conversations, even when people don't realize it, even within, even within, right? Even within the Christian church, there are good aspects. There's a, there's a movement that's kind of cropped up over the last couple of years. And it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Mainly, much of it has been unhelpful, but some of it has been helpful and good that these things have come to light. I'm talking about the Me Too movement. And some of the abuse cases have come to light. Because for so long, it's been so hard for abuse victims to come forward and to tell people and to be believed and actually investigated properly. And that's been the good side of it. And there's been some people... And it's been good that way, okay? Undou- undoubtedly. The problem is this, and there's been sections of the church that's kind of morphed into, they're looking for victims everywhere. They believe that there's abuse victims absolutely everywhere, without any evidence to kind of go with it. And in that, um, there's kind of a degree of Kind of virtue signaling, whatever the case may be. That, well, people are against abuse and all this kind of stuff. Well, yes, of course you're against abuse. Um, I imagine that most churches are. And in that debate, it seems in certain sections and certain websites and th- things like this, you are either on the side of the victim or the victim or the victimizers of the victims. And the vic- if you're on the side of the victimizers, then you're defending one group who have been allegedly involved in whatever. Or you're involved in... Or you need to be involved with the victims and helping to expose whatever. Um, And there's no kind of... Well... We need to be careful with accusations. Yes, those people who have been abused should be supported, should be helped. And people should be presumed innocent until proven guilty. Regardless of whether you like them or not, deal with what you can prove. And what has happened in in, in a lot of things, whether it's this or other issues, name the issue, whatever, that there's massive polarization between one side and the other. It's not possible, it seems, to be in the middle at all. In any issue, it seems. You've got to be all all in or all out. Which is not healthy. We can help those who are legitimately proven to be abused. But what we've convinced everybody of, you're a victim. And so even this has impacted the church where large amounts of people now feel victimized. Now there are genuine victims who are leading the way. (coughs) Excuse me. We've gone through horrible things. But we can't have a coalition of victims. What we need is people united around Christ not around the trauma that they face together. You may be able to help somebody, by the way, which, whatever thing you went through, whatever horrible thing you went through in the past, whatever struggle you went through and overcame, you can definitely help people. But the problem is when you make it your hobby horse and you fixate on that, you see it everywhere, and everybody doesn't agree with you, it's part of the problem. And we get into the same kind of thinking that's in politics at the moment. Same kind of thinking that says, well, you're obviously right-wing, da da because Fox News agrees with you, or something like that. Or because Ben Shapiro says the same thing you say, therefore, well, you're not really, you know, you're not really focusing on the gospel or whatever. And we've become... So imbalanced. What we've got to do, yes, the gospel is the is the central thing. We want to lead people to Christ, but at the same time, we want to be salt and light in the world, influencing our political representatives, as in writing to them, talking to them, calling them to repentance. But first and foremost, we want them to be saved. But we also want them to be to realize their their role in society, which is ministers of God. So, in this controversy, getting back to the article I was looking at there from the 5th of November, Health Department latest to exit the controversial Stonewall scheme. I mean, you think it's just window dressing a lot of the time. But there's been a bit of pushback over the fact that there was um, the use of gender-neutral terms and Stonewall's insistence that men who say that they are women should be permitted to st- stay on female-only hospital wards. That's, that's where the, that's extreme for them. It's not, Earlier, it's not because this is against God's law. They just say, well, you know, well, they're saying men say female only hospital wards because it doesn't mean that the health service isn't itself extreme. It is. It's just not as extreme as Stonewall. The department, according to Christian Institute, spent more than £44,000 in membership fees, training, and networking events over a five-year period. Yeah, and there there was a level of depravity that they were willing to go to. I'm glad they didn't go that far, but at the same time, I find it hard to celebrate that. Another article from the Christian Institute: uh, Schools, police, and NHS have all received trans training from controversial groups. Group of Mermaids, um, the trans activist group Mermaids, has been against schools, police, NHS. NHS again is the National Health Service, and that is the, um, the health service in the UK. The LGBT group's income has jumped over the recent years from just over £127,000 in 2017 to £1.85 million in 2021. It's interesting, in the midst of the last 19 months of the hysteria about the, the virus and all that kind of stuff, people are, are afraid, but not of God. They're afraid of losing their stuff. They're afraid of losing the comfortable lifestyle that they have. They are afraid of not being woke enough. They're not afraid of not taking this opportunity to re-change to society in their own image using this fear as an opportunity. And I've heard various actors on the left making this comment that, I mean, even the U- United Nations representative, I can't remember um, the woman's name, but saying that basically the the pandemic is the the earth getting annoyed that's not a, that's not a direct quote but we're we're talking more and more like out and out pagans uh, the department of education this is another article from the 5th of november from the christian institute department of education paid stonewall almost 600,000 pounds over 4 years I'm not going to go through it but you can kind of see a pattern here 5th of november 9th of november Trans sex offenders placed in Scott women's prison. Now, what's happening here? 12 convicted of sexual or violent crimes were housed in women's prisons in Scotland in the last 18 months. Oh, what a wonderful direction our society is going. Isn't it so progressive? Isn't it so loving? Isn't it so inclusive? It is... The LGBT movement, at its core, is a, is a, a, a movement-directed... Steered, and has led some misled people as well. But at its core, it is led by perverts, sexual deviants, and a lot of them predators. Yes, some sincere people have been led astray and all this kind of stuff. But if you just look at the general direction of it, and the people have and have taken advantage of this. 12 men convicted of sexual or violent crimes were housed in women's prisons in Scotland in the last 18 months, according to Freedom Information Request. I don't know if that's a Freedom Information Request that they themselves have done, and again, really, really thankful for the work the Christian Institute have done um, in seeking this information, because, again, if they don't do the... If they don't do the journalism, or anybody else, who is? Who's going to do it? Um, 11 of these men have self-declared as females. The other has undergone gender assignment surgery. So the vast majority of them are just saying, ah, I am a woman, so just send me in. And uh, of course, these people who have been convicted of sexual violent crimes wouldn't have any alternative mode. Of course not. Yeah. Um, does it really need commentary? But it's, it it is just... The woke are wrapping their malice, cowardice, and everything else, and the perversion, in virtue as if they're caring for an oppressed minority. They're not. The police was criticized, it says in this article as well by the public when it was drawn up in 2014 after it was revealed that the SPS had only consulted with not, had only consulted with trans lobby groups including Stonewall and Scottish Transgender Alliance um, yeah the police is in utter decline in Scotland um, Dr. Kate Coleman of the campaign group Keep Prisons Single Sex said the evidence, it's amazing that this group has to exist, but here we go. Dr. Kate Coleman said this the evidence clearly indicates that where prisoners of the male sex, no matter how they identify, are held in women's prisons, women in prison are negatively impacted. And, you know, of course, there's just no doubt about it. And it, it just. The best thing you can say is the, the these people making the decisions are the most gullible people. Unbelievably the, the best thing, nice thing you can say is they're unbelievably stupid. Uh, the Because otherwise they're uncaring and Can you imagine, these are people who have been convicted of sexual or violent crimes been allowed to go and do take advantage of this insanity and mayhem and use it to be able to most likely go on and abuse women in women's prisons come on (laughs) just and I don't believe that they are that they can be that clueless Trans Sex Offenders... Pla- oh, actually, I print- did I print that off twice? Yep. Exactly the same article twice. Okay. Um, I may do another program on Stonewall. I'm going to keep doing a bit more research on this. It might be next Tuesday by the time that program... Is ready. If you have anything on this issue with regards to Stonewall or anything else, and if you have any comments, Miguel Radio—that's M E G I D D O Films at gmail.com. but we'll leave it there for today. Yeah, it's an avalanche of stories, and I'm only up to the ninth November. The stories I just covered there, commented on a number of them there, dating from the twenty what the. the 19th of October all the way up to the 9th of November and there's more there's more that I didn't even get near pray for our nation pray for judges pray for police pray for, pray for doctors pray for all sorts of people in society pray for the church pray for revival and pray that we use the time wisely before we don't have any more it has been Paul Flynn may God bless you all